Hello, this is Natalie, and I would like to welcome everyone back uh, to my second episode of the Active and Alive podcast trilogy. It's great to have everybody back. If you did miss the first episode, don't fret. Uh, it's not necessary to have heard it. Uh, there is a lot of great information, though. It was about the importance of physical activity, and we did go through um, the recommended amounts of physical activity for each age group in that episode. We also went over different types of aerobic activity, different types of strength training activities, and different types of flexibility training, and the benefits of each type. So there's a lot of great information, but once again, it's not necessary to have heard that episode in order to follow along and understand this one. And it's great to have you, and I'm glad you joined us. So the first episode of the series was all dedicated to the importance of physical activity. The second one is going to be all about the new sedentary lifestyle, and is it really the new normal? But before we dive into that, I really want to introduce myself once again, especially to those that were not here for the first episode. I am currently a senior student at Arizona State University, and I'm studying to receive my degree in health education, health promotion. Um, I myself really love physical activity. I'm very passionate about it. Ever since I was a little kid, I was always active playing in sports, playing for sports teams, being outside all the time. And that's carried into my adulthood life. Um, like I said before, I love spending time outside with my dog. And we love exploring the forest preserves and the different trails together. And then I'm also very passionate about CrossFit. And most of my, my personal workouts um, revolve around bodyweight exercises and all sorts of CrossFit um, workouts. All right, so let's begin with what, what exactly is sedentary behavior? Uh, it's a word that's often thrown around, but uh, not not necessarily defined. It's important to understand the health risks associated with it. Uh, we, we have to make sure we understand exactly what it is. So sedentary behavior is often defined as activity that requires less than 1.5 METs. And then as we touched upon before, MET stands for metabolic equivalence. And it's a unit that is used to measure the intensity level of an action. And uh, just a quick recap, uh, as we did mention in the last podcast, uh, there are three levels of physical activity um, ranging from light intensity to moderate intensity to vigorous intensity, being vigorous intensity being the level of activity that requires the most energy. And then one MET is equivalent to just a person sitting somewhere quietly. That's equivalent to one MET. Examples of sedentary behaviors would be just sitting down or just lying down. So if you're just sitting around like watching television or playing video games or on the computer, like all that time, or even driving a car, like all of that is considered sedentary behavior. In the modern society that we live in today, uh, it just happens that many of our daily activities just center around this type of sitting around sedentary activity uh, as, a, as like opposed to like working 
laborious jobs. Like there's a lot more tech related jobs today. And uh, this has just overall resulted in a more sedentary way of life. One important note that is always good to point out so that everybody recognizes is that living a sedentary lifestyle is different than not getting enough exercise. For example, there's there are people that get the recommended amount of exercise. Um, they get their moderate to vigorous intensity exercise each week. They get they achieve the 150 minutes of moderate or 75 minutes of vigorous, and then um, they still live a sedentary lifestyle because let's say they spend an hour a day exercising and working out, but then they have a desk job. So then they sit at a desk for eight hours and then they sit in their car for, let's say they drive to work for a half hour, maybe an hour, and then it takes them a half hour or maybe an hour to get back home. All that time seated still means that they, they live a sedentary lifestyle, but at least they're getting exercise. At least they're hitting the minimum amount of exercise. But we're gonna later on. We're gonna discuss how to. If you do live a sedentary lifestyle and you are active, there are still ways to break up that sedentary lifestyle and make it healthier. So we will be going over that later on. And then it's also important to remember that even if you don't hit the threshold of 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous activity every week. If you don't reach that recommendation, let's say you can only do 100 minutes or you're only able to do light intensity activity on a daily basis. Like you can still see positive benefits by doing something. Anything, any sort of activity is better than nothing. So if if you aren't, you should always strive to meet the recommended guidelines, but if you don't do that, just don't get discouraged. Keep trying or just do what you can because anything is beneficial. And then once again, light intensity activity requires between 1.5 to 2.9 METs. So that would include standing, leisurely walking, and some self-care chores, such as like taking care of yourself or taking a shower. There are many health risks that are associated with living a sedentary lifestyle. Just a few, uh, just to mention a few, would be obesity, diabetes, uh, many different mental health issues, uh, just like depression and anxiety, muscle degeneration, bone degeneration, so your body just gets weaker just from not being used, uh, cardiovascular disease, weak heart muscle, uh, and then just your overall mortality. There was a really interesting study that was done in London back in the 1950s. It was the, they studied the London Transport Executive, and they also studied the post office employees at the time. And so they compared the health of the physically active men with the health of the men that were less active at work. So the physically active people were considered to be the bus conductors because they were always on their feet, walking around, stamping people's tickets, collecting money, and the postmen because they were always walking around delivering the mail. And then the workers that were considered to be less active were the bus drivers who were seated for most of the day driving the bus and also the telephone switchboard operators who were also seated at the desk while they were working all day.
It ends up the results of the study showed that the men that were physically active, who were the bus conductors and the postmen, they had lower mortality rates from heart disease when compared to less active workers, which were the bus drivers and the telephone switchboard operators. So interestingly enough, when the study was first conducted, it was believed that the study simply showed the importance of physical activity and the importance of moving around, and they thought that's why the results occurred in that way, which is, I was like, that could play a role in it, absolutely. But more recently, um, it's hypothesized that the true difference, or most of the difference, is due to the amount of time sitting, not necessarily the lack of physical activity, but the amount of sedentary time that these people these people spent sitting without taking a break in the middle, without breaking it up. There's also another study that was conducted in Japan uh, by the Japan Public Health Center, and it showed the results of that study showed that men who spent over eight hours a day sitting had a significantly elevated risk of all-cause mortality in comparison to men who sat less than three hours a day. There wasn't enough uh, information or data to uh, necessarily differentiate between the effect of sedentary behavior and physical activity in the study, but uh, results are still worthy of being shared. There was also another study that was conducted all about um, the impact of lifestyle activities. So lifestyle activities is another term for light intensity activity, as we spoke about in the previous episode. Um, light intensity activity is greater than sedentary activity, but still less than moderate intensity activity. Um, the threshold for being above sedentary activity would be more active than sitting and more active than standing. Both sitting and standing would be considered lower than the threshold of a lifestyle activity. So this study took place in the United States and they had these participants wearing accelerometers and they found that adults that spent an average of 110 minutes a day participating in lifestyle activities to be much more likely to be healthy weight compared to those who spent less time doing lifestyle activities. Which is interesting because these lifestyle activities do not fall on the threshold of moderate to vigorous intensity activity like we spoke about in the previous episode. These are completely separate. And even after adjusting for levels of moderate to vigorous levels of physical activity, these lifestyle activities were still associated with lowering risk factors, uh, many risk factors such as heart disease and type 2 diabetes and obesity. So as a result, there did appear to be a, re a relationship between lifestyle activity and health. And the relationship appears to be independent of a person's level of moderate to vigorous physical activity. So basically, they sh this study shows that participating in lifestyle activities, even though it's light intensity, can be very beneficial for one's health, which shows uh, how important it is 
just to move rather just than sitting and standing, it just shows that sedentary activity is very detrimental to one's health. All right, so I'd like to pause for a moment to do a quick little activity, little reflection activity. So if you have a pen and paper, that'd be great. If not, just kind of take mental notes. Um, a couple things to think about would be uh, how much time do you spend sitting? Do you spend time sitting at work? What do you like to do for recreation? Do you like to be outside? How much time do you spend looking at screens such as televisions and phones or playing video games? Just a couple points to think about. Uh, take a few minutes and then pause this podcast and then we'll reunite shortly. All right, so welcome back. Good to have you guys back. Um, I just wanted to share what I came up with. Obviously, I can't hear what you guys came up with, but maybe... Maybe you can get something out of hearing what I thought about the questions. So, how much time do I spend sitting? I spend my, the most time I spend sitting would be when I do my work for school. And I'm like writing papers or doing research or reading or doing assignments. That would be the most sedentary time I spend. Um, At work, I'm constantly on my feet. We never sit down. We're always running around and I love that about my job. I like being active. If I had a desk job, I'd go crazy, but that's just me. Um, So luckily I get to spend a lot of time on my feet and I get to be active for the the majority of my day. Uh, I would say other than doing my schoolwork, I'm most sedentary, maybe if I'm watching a football game on Sunday or, um, but even then, like I still stand up for the commercials and walk around and I don't sit around for too long consecutively. And then, of course, I've got, I got guilty pleasure. I love playing uh, Tony Hawk and Mario Kart. So I play video games from time to time, too. But um, I do try to pay attention to how much time I spend sitting. And luckily, I usually end up getting bored if I sit around too long. So it works to my advantage. But, yeah, I hope you guys were able to reflect upon that and then um, – maybe recognize some patterns in your own life and maybe decide to make some slight changes if necessary. So I'd like to begin this next part of the podcast with uh, delving back to human evolution. So let's begin with uh, what exactly does human movement represent? So human movement represents a a bunch of complex behaviors and it's, it's influenced by a few different factors. Um, these factors would be personal motivation, like those who are motivated tend to move more, um, or if there's a reason, then you're more likely to move. Um, there's also health and mobility issues if you're not healthy enough to move or you're disabled in some way, which uh, doesn't allow you to move well. That's going to be a health or mobility issue that will affect human movement. Uh, there's also genetic factors, which kind of stems from uh, health and genetics. And then there's also the social and physical environment in which we live. So humans have evolved over time to have high levels of energy expenditure. This is because much of human evolution occurred as hunter-gatherers. So this was about three to four million years ago. And when you're when you're being a hunter-gatherer, you're constantly, 
like they didn't have refrigerators like they didn't have grocery stores like in order to survive they had to move to whether they were hunting for prey or they were gathering they kept growing little gardens or gathering leaves or something sticks for a fire or maybe picking berries whatever they had to do but they were lifestyle was a little different in order to survive back when humans were hunter gatherers you were you were forced to move you didn't have much choice more recently over the most recent uh, 10,000 years let's say uh, there have been many advances in agriculture the way we farm now is very different than back when we each gathered and hunted and uh, technology has also come great great ways so this has affected our lifestyle as well when you compare the hunter-gatherers to modern humans, uh, modern humans have relatively low levels of physical activity. One major exception to this would be people that live in Amish communities. The Amish communities live a more traditional agricultural lifestyle. Um, this means that they engage in more movement on a daily basis compared to most contemporary Americans. So they did a study where they uh, basically measured the steps that people took. So they found that on average, Amish men take 18,425 steps per day, and Amish women take on average 14,196 steps per day. And then when you look at con contemporary Americans, uh, contemporary American men average 7,500 steps per day, and contemporary American women average just 6,000 steps per day. So basically, the Amish, <laughs> Amish take twice as many steps as contemporary Americans, which is significantly more. Furthermore, there was another study that was conducted in 2015, and it found that more than half of the average person's waking hours in the United States are spent sitting, whether it was watching television, working at a computer, commuting, or doing other physically inactive pursuits. So when compared with people who spent less time sitting, the people who sat for prolonged periods of time had higher rates of heart disease and were also more likely to die from any cause, didn't matter what it was. And this was even if they exercised regularly. And then furthermore, the effects were even more pronounced than people who did little to no exercise. So the idea to separate um, the lack of physical activity from sedentary, sedentary time, the idea that they're two separate things, uh, is fairly relatively new. Um, so at the moment, there actually are no guidelines that have been published on how much time a person should limit themselves to sitting. So after going over these studies and hearing about all what, what they've come up and concluded as a result of the studies, uh, one would naturally think, all right, how can I be less, less sedentary in my life? How can I be more active? How can I break up the time I spent seated or laying around and how can I how can I benefit my own health? Because it's important to remember that even those who get the recommended amount of moderate to vigorous exercise each week can still experience the negative effects of a sedentary lifestyle. 
because just because you exercise for an hour a day doesn't mean you're you're not sitting for the rest of the day. It's a lot of hours in the day. Researchers found that breaking up long periods of sedentary time throughout the day with short breaks can improve a person's overall health outlook tremendously. The most beneficial ratio of sedentary time to light activity time is still being researched, but it's been suggested by several studies for adults to participate in light intensity activity for about 10 minutes out of every waking hour that they spend seated. So for example, let's say you work in an office and you spend several hours a day sitting at a desk or working at a computer or just seated. So uh, every hour they would recommend that you would stand up and maybe march in place or break up that time and break up that seated time in some way for about five to 10 minutes. And uh, studies have been shown that um, that has made a tremendous difference in people's lives as far as how, how their health is affected by extensive time seated. What's good about this activity pattern of let's say taking five to 10 minutes to stand up and walk around um, out of every hour, it doesn't dramatically change or interfere with a person's schedule or productivity. In, uh, in many cases, it actually helps with a person's productivity because it, it gives them a fresh mindset when they do return back to their work or whatever they were doing. So during the little five to 10 minute break that you take uh, to break up your sedentary behavior, um, a few examples or ideas of things to do uh, would include taking a short walk to run a quick errand, like maybe to run to your car real quick, uh, walking over to chat with a coworker for a few minutes, and then maybe going for a little stroll around the office for to grab a drink of water or something like that, just to get you off your get you out of your chair. And then uh, you could also pace during phone calls. That's always a good option instead of just sitting there for a while talking on the phone. If you're able to pace, uh, that breaks up sitting around all day. Um, other examples would be like if, if there's a commercial on TV, you could always stand up and march in place, maybe do a couple air squats, swing your arms around a little bit, and do some leg lifts. Or if you're really, really um, ambitious, do some high knees. There's all sorts of different ideas. And then another idea would be to uh, park in the farther spot from the door so that when you do go for a little short bout of light activity, you got a little farther to walk. Of course, it's always important to remember that for the best benefit, uh, the activity should include some sort of movement, uh, like walking around as opposed to just simply standing in place. Um, it's always good to, it's, it's better to stand than to sit. If, if your only option is to stand up and you can't walk around, it's better to do that than constantly sitting, but it's much more beneficial if you're able to walk for a little bit. Another, another uh, suggestion that's worth mentioning is until you get in the habit of getting up and doing something every hour, you can always set a timer to go off, um, whether it's on your phone or on your computer, just a little buzzer just to remind you, hey, it's been an hour. Uh, why don't you just stand up and walk around for a little bit? Because uh, it's easy for time to slip by, especially when you're uh, focused on what you're working on. 
So just a quick recap to review on what is considered to be sedentary behavior. Um, so sedentary behavior that's been linked to modern activity. Um, examples include watching television, playing video games, um, working on the computer slash browsing the internet, um, working on electronic devices or playing games on them. Um, any version of interacting with an electronic device that encourages physical inactivity would be considered a sedentary behavior. There are many, many sedentary jobs sitting at a desk uh, would be one of them. Um, also at work, it's common for people to sit in meetings. Another example of sedentary behavior. And then also sitting in traffic while you're in your car. So recently there's been a closer look being taken at what's called postural mu muscles. So these are the muscles in the back and the legs and the neck that are responsible for maintaining a person's posture. Um, this can be while a person's standing and doing light, and this is specifically for when the person's standing and doing light activity. The reason for the focus on these muscle groups is that it has been found that they have a big role in processing fat and cholesterol. A recent study has found that when people sit for long periods of time without getting up to exercise these muscles in the legs, back, and neck, they're actually more prone to health problems. And that's even if they participate in regular exercise during other parts of their day. So once again, the study of this particular muscle group or this muscle group that is affected um, mainly by a person being sedentary, uh, the study is showing that the lack of physical activity is not the same as too much sitting. They're entirely different things that have to be looked at differently uh, because many physically active people, as we know, are also sedentary. The results of the study uh, show that physical activity and the sedentary lifestyle may, lifestyle may be very distinct risk, may have very distinct risk factors. And interestingly enough, the same study did suggest that sitting a lot has harmful effects on sugar and fat metabolism, which both of which affect a person's risk of developing diabetes and heart disease. So recently had, I had the opportunity to interview a couple people. Um, the interviews were focused on the topics of how their physical activity patterns have possibly been altered due to coronavirus. And we also discussed how their sedentary patterns had also been affected by the virus. So I'd love to take a moment here just to share a couple parts of the interviews with you guys. So the first interview I want to tell you about was with someone named Levi. He's a 26-year-old. He's currently going to school uh, to get his MBA. And he's physically active. Like, his way of being active before COVID was he regularly went to the beach and played beach volleyball with his friends. So over the last many, many years, he's been training and competing in tournaments. He's played volleyball all his life. And his plan was to move to L.A. Uh, just this upcoming summer, start playing professionally. So another way he stayed active was he also went to the gym and lifted weights aside from actually playing at the beach. So now that COVID has happened, 
he's actually been affected tremendously because since he's still living at home, uh, due to the fact he's trying to save some money since he's still in school, um, he's not really able to go to the beach anymore and play volleyball because both his parents have cancer. So since they both fall in the high risk category, he really didn't, he doesn't want to take any chance of playing with his friends or uh, just competing on the beach or going to the gym. He doesn't want to bring the virus home to them. So his life's really been changed as far as how he's active. So now that COVID's going on, uh, he now works out from home. He's got a whole little weight, weight set up there. He's got dumbbells. He's got a little bench. Um, he also has a pull-up bar. And his main focus of his workouts is body weight exercises. Um, he also likes to go on runs outside. Uh, he makes sure to avoid others. And then he's recently also, just to test, you're gotten into kayaking. So that's another way of working out. That he finds relaxing, he's able to keep himself separated from others and still enjoy the outdoors. Uh, but he does really miss going going to the gym and playing volleyball, that's for sure. When I went on to ask Levi um, whether or not he thinks he's in better or worse shape now, uh, before or after COVID, he says that uh, he's definitely out of shape in, in terms of playing volleyball because he hasn't played on the court for so long, but he's really not too worried about that because it Comes back relatively quickly, he says, uh, especially since he's been really keeping up with his overall fitness level and he's really been disciplined about his workouts. So the next question we went over was, how has his sedentary time been affected by COVID? So he says, overall, he thinks it's pretty similar. Um, he spends just as about as much time sitting as he did before, but he does like when he thought about it, he was like, yeah, I probably do spend a little bit more time sitting now than I did before. Um, simply because he doesn't leave the house as often. He doesn't go out with his friends as often. So that kind of, like that time's kind of replaced by sitting and watching TV. But he says that he's been very active still, even though he's at home a lot. Um, and this is because he spends a lot of time working on projects. He's helping fix up the house. They're, they were painting last week. Um, they were working on remodeling the kitchen. So he's been active as working around the house, and he still is exercising as well. So he still believes that he's not very sedentary. And then Levi definitely did say that uh, the most time he spends sedentary during the day is when he's working on homework. Um, he takes classes online. But he was an online student before coronavirus even started. So as far as that changing and the amount of sedentary time associated with sitting for school and doing homework, that hasn't changed since COVID started because he, he was doing that already. All right. So another person I interviewed was my friend Zach. So a little bit about Zach. He lives in Los Angeles and he works as a studio musician. He's a guitar player. So before coronavirus, I asked him, how were you physically active before COVID? And he says that his main um, way of working out was going to the gym. And he loved going to the gym. He met up with his friends there. And he would, there was a bunch of machines that he really liked using. So now that Zach's no longer able to go to the gym to work out, since they're still closed, he says that he works out at home every day. So what he uses at home is he's got a set of dumbbells. And they're really cool. He says you can adjust the weight, amount of weight. So it's the same handles. And then he can just like put different weights on it for different exercises. So he's, he was excited about that. Um, he also has a pull-up bar. And um, even though he has very limited space, he's, he says he's able to make it work. 
and he works out consistently and it's mostly body weight exercises. So he, he likes to do push-ups, he likes to do sit-ups, he does air squats, and he does pull-ups. Those are usually the main exercises. What I found interesting too was uh, when I asked him if he thought he was in better shape now or before COVID, he says that he thinks he's in better shape now. Uh, he says that he probably can't bench as much because he's not working on his max amount of weight to bench. He's not doing max amount of weight to squat. Uh, but he says as a whole, he feels much stronger um, because ever since he's been taking a break from the machines, he's been focusing on his body mechanics. And by doing body weight movements, he's really been able to improve his range of motion. He's been focusing on getting more reps. And he says that he's also started stretching. So he's had a little bit more time. So now that he's working on at home, he has a little st stretching routine as well. So he says he's much more flexible. So then I went on to ask him, hey, has your weight changed at all as a result of COVID? And he said that he's actually lost 15 pounds. Um, he says this is because uh, he's started to watch what he's been eating. So instead of ordering out all the time, he's had more time to spend at home. So he's learned how to cook healthy homemade meals for himself. So he, he says that due to the way he eats now and since he's been keeping up with his daily workouts, um, he says that he feels a lot better and he's, he's lost a lot of weight. Next, we went on to talk about how his sedentary time has been affected by COVID. So Zach believes that he's more sedentary now compared to before COVID. And he says this is because he... He's stuck at home all the time. He doesn't. He works from home, so he's he's not walking. He's not out and about as much. So he's more sedentary. But he, what what's really cool is that he altered his studio. So he records from home and he has a little studio in his apartment, and he changed his desk. So instead of being seated at his desk, he ended up raising it up so that the only way to work at your desk is now to be standing at the desk. So now whenever he's recording, he's standing the whole time. So Instead of sitting for eight hours a day, he's now standing for those eight hours, and he absolutely loves it. So he said that's made all the difference in the world. And then to wrap up the interview, the last question we went over was, how has his job been affected by COVID? So he said he used to go back into the studio, um, which is not at his house, go into the studio about half the time to record, and now he spends 100% of his time working out of his home now. So... That's been a big change, but he said that work did slow down initially during COVID, but now it's basically back up to the normal rate. It's pretty normal now, and he's just saying it's it, he does miss going to the studio, but he has to do what he's got to do, and he's glad that he's able to continue working, even though it's from home. So he's pretty thankful for that, and he did say that he looks forward to the vaccines coming out because um, he really wants to meet up with other musicians because another thing he wants to do is start playing shows in a band. So it's kind of difficult at the moment. So he looks forward to uh, the vaccine coming out, as I said, so that he can move on to the next chapter of his life. All right. So I'd like to take a second here to do a quick little activity. So it's got two parts to it. So the first part is going to be a little reflection. So I'd like you to take a moment to reflect upon your own activity patterns and if there is anything you would like to change to break up any extended sedentary time that you have during your day. And then um, after you do that, I want you to then pretend that you are currently watching TV and a commercial comes on or the episode ends or there's a break in your show. 
and then I would like you to take this commercial break time to do an activity of your choice. So a couple examples that I can think of off the top of my head would be you can do some air squats, you can do some leg lifts, you can do high knees, you could do arm circles, or maybe you just want to march in place. Or if you want to like walk over, do like a lap around your house, uh, go get the mail, something like that. So just take a quick second to reflect upon, once again, um, any extended times of sedentary behavior that you have during your day, and then do the quick little activity, and then we'll reunite and come back together. Welcome back, everybody. I hope the activity went well and you enjoyed it. Um, I'll give you a little synopsis of what I came up with So, for my life. So my, my largest blocks of sedentary behavior is going to be when I'm doing my homework and working on my schoolwork. And especially when I'm in the zone, I get really focused and I'm not paying attention to the amount of time going by so I can spend a lot of time sitting in one spot. So uh, my plan is going to be to set a timer for about every 40 minutes, maybe 50 minutes, um, 45 minutes. And that's going to, I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk outside and then I'm going to do some air squats because that's my favorite little movement to do. I enjoy them for some reason, but, or if it's cold outside, I can do them inside, but my goal is going to be to set a timer that goes off periodically, and then I'm going to go for a little walk, and then I'm going to do some some movement to get my blood flowing again, maybe stretch a little bit. And then five, ten minutes later, I'm going to come back and continue to do my work. So I'm pretty happy with that plan. All right. And then during my – when I pretended there was a commercial break, so the second part of the activity, I – decided to have some fun and I did some high knees and then I did some push-ups. A little extreme, you didn't have to do that, but if you want to have some fun with it and try some different movements, I suggest, highly suggest trying something like that. Anyway, any of those activities, as I mentioned, I'm sure you had other ideas, would work very well. The, the goal is just to basically break up anytime you spend seated with some sort of movement that hopefully is at least at a minimum walking hopefully you don't you don't you're able to walk opposed to just standing all right so uh our second episode here is winding down to the end i just want to quickly recap on what we did go over today so i want everybody to remember that it is important that a person important to remember that a person can participate in physical activity on a normal basis, but still live a sedentary lifestyle. And that sedentary lifestyle still puts you at risk of a lot of different diseases, as we mentioned earlier, and um, cardiovascular disease, cancers, obesity, et cetera, et cetera. And so even those people that do exercise for an hour or two a day, but then they go and they spend the rest of their day, let's say eight hours, um, they spend eight hours of their day sitting, they still fall into the group of being sedentary and they're high risk of these health conditions. So therefore, it's very important for people to remember to take a break every hour to get up and move around for five, 10 minutes. And um, 
taking this break to do this uh, can be very beneficial for a person's health. So I just want to thank everybody for joining me on my second episode of the Active and Alive podcast series. I had a lot of fun with you guys. I hope you learned something and enjoyed it as well. And I look forward to you joining me next time for episode three, where we will talk about how to customize a physical activity plan that is meant to suit your needs, your lifestyle, and your schedule. See you guys next time. Thank you.